0: Welcome to the Future Built Smarter, a podcast in which IMEG engineers discuss innovative and trend-setting building and infrastructure design with architects, owners, and others in the AEC industry. I'm your host, Joe Payne, and with me today, as always, is my co-host, Mike Lawless, IMEG's Director of Innovation. Mike, are you there?
1: I'm here. Excited to be here. Excited to launch into this podcast. Three, two, one.
0: Indeed, today's podcast is going where no iMeg podcast has gone before, the aerospace industry. iMeg has been involved in aerospace launch facilities for some time, designing mobile launch towers, ground support facilities, and most recently, a commercial crew access tower. Our guest today is Ed Dean, an iMeg client executive in our Portland office, and a structural engineer who has designed several aerospace projects. Ed, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Joe and and Mike. It's great to be here with you today. Ed, your first project was back in 1994 on a launch pad facility at Vandenberg Air Base in California. But things really got going in the early
2: 2000s. What happened at that time? The government, uh, Air Force and whatnot, started to uh, commercialize their efforts. And that's when we got involved heavily in the the design of these facilities. And it, it, it was timed well with with that effort and that initiative Ed, was there
0: any one thing that uh positioned us to be successful in this venture
2: why we were successful at it is because as you know our our bulk of our business up to that time as a company the the vast majority of it was in designing commercial buildings and structures and commercial buildings and structures are are done um, not in a very institutional way it's it's a very rapid schedule it's a schedule where uh, things are very much fast-tracked and you're delivering um, just in time certain design elements. And so our involvement back then was um, brought a different perspective that, that had not been a part of that um, environment. So it was a good time to come in and, and get engaged in that launch facility and, and to this day uh, apply those commercial uh, perspectives and philosophies on how you design and build these facilities.
1: Mike, your thoughts? Yeah, I think that these more commercialized firms have been able to deliver at a, at a lower price. I think correct is that is that accurate? Have they have they met a better price point through this effort?
2: Uh, yeah, no doubt. It's it's a lower cost. Um, there, there's some risk um, uh, with the you know the rapid pace of the progress that um, design constraints might uh, change. Um, from the time when some initial construction activities are undertaken to when the systems are implemented, um, but those risks are managed along the way, and and uh, and the the rapid pace of being able to build these facilities and um, get in the business of launching, which is where the the money's made, and and not spend a long um, you know decades building the facilities. But the first project we did in two thousand four. The time from when the design started to when they were operational was 16 months. And that was a pretty much a a total reconstruction of that pad. And I think uh, under a more traditional institutional process, uh, 16 months might have got you to the end of design, but probably wouldn't even got you started on construction.
0: Ed, you've also had the opportunity to go to several launches and be really close to the action. What's that been like?
2: Um, you know, you can watch any launch almost uh, online somewhere, but the opportunity to go there and see them in person is 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 different. There's a different sensation of being there. We've actually been fairly close to some of the launches, and there's um, a, a sensation you can actually feel the launches, the the energy that's released, and all that is is delivered. Um, Primarily acoustically, but you can just feel that through your body, and and so it adds a dimension that you don't get off of TV, and and uh, and and so it's quite spectacular, particularly when you've involved in in uh, activating a particular launch facility and had a role in that, and to see it in use is is also extra rewarding.
1: And I think Ed, you've had part of the role you've had in some of these projects is helping to dissipate some of that acoustical energy, right, and, and deal with it so that you know, the launch could occur. Do you touch on that a little bit, how, the, how they deal with that amount of energy that, that comes out of those rockets as they take off?
2: Yeah, that, uh, that's good. Most, uh, most of the launch facilities we've been involved with uh, are configured in a way that they have a concrete uh, duct underneath the launch facility that is used to redirect the launch exhaust at, uh, at launch. And the acoustic energy within the launch um, it obviously comes out of the back end of the rocket as, it, as the engines are, are lit up. And that energy, a lot of it ends up going through the duct and, and out the backside and uh, reverberates from there. And so within the systems that they have on the launch duct to try to dissipate that energy is they use a lot of water. They use a lot of water, deluge water for thermal cooling, but then they use a lot of what they call acoustic suppression water, where they create these tremendous uh, water screens, both at the top side of the launch duct, which is right below the engines, and also at the back end at the end of the launch duct. And the idea there is with those large water screens is they create a synthetic wall that will allow the launch gases to go through, um, but try to capture the acoustic energy within the launch duct and reduce the energy then that's delivered to the the, the vehicle and the payload. The, the The noise reduction isn't to make the vehicle launch quieter per se, but it's to capture that energy so that it doesn't damage the uh, launch complex or the the flight hardware, which can be quite fragile. So. Those systems would engage in um, expelling, you know, a difference amount, but something on the order of 50,000 gallons of water in in 10 seconds to to execute that kind of water screen and and uh, do so quite effectively, you know, reducing the the energy, you know, 10 or 15 decibels at the vehicle level.
1: One of the cool things that you've done is. In some ways, you did design a rocket. I know it was the kind of the fit-up prototype that they could use to to test their facilities, but you you designed the structure of a of sort of a, a stand a placeholding rocket for the the launch infrastructure, right?
2: Yeah, we recently did. Uh, that's been almost completed, and uh, it's a, a vehicle simulator. Uh, basically, it's a 25, 30 thirty-foot diameter. 250 foot long iron Bird. It's a, it's a simulator, a, an actual launch vehicle. Uh, the, the client has a facility that they use to uh, manufacture and process their launch vehicle. And within that facility, they've got a lot of specialized tools and handling equipment. So for their benefit, they uh, developed this simulator that uh, is in terms of weight and size and weight distribution. Um, matches their their uh, their uh, launch vehicle and so they can run uh, this large um, simulator through their facility uh, and simulate its use through all their tooling and work out any any issues that they might encounter in doing so with a simulator and not with actual flight hardware uh, they'll also use a simulator to uh, test their uh, transportation capabilities to take their vehicle from their um, manufacturing facility where it's uh, built and assembled uh, out to their launch facility and, and, and then actually take the simulator out to their launch pad and go through the motions there to validate that all of that's going to fit well and that all their equipment and all their processes and procedures are, are well established for handling actual flight hardware when that comes through later.
1: So they'd rather drop the the prototype than the actual it's kind of the what it comes down to is that is that sort of the goal or not that they're going to drop it but they want to work out the kinks before they're dealing with the the really expensive stuff
2: yeah looking to drop nothing and using the prototype to demonstrate that all of their uh equipment their handling equipment their processing equipment is all uh all functional that they're efficient and safe and everyone's trained to use it so the first time they See, it isn't when they have actual flight hardware that they have a chance to to do that with this and and do everything but launch it. It uh, unfortunately uh, what we designed uh, won't fly.
1: Well, I I for one hope the price of uh, tickets to space continue to to decline, and I'd I'd hope to someday maybe go into space and hopefully in a launch facility you know designed by by IMEC. I think it's a pretty pretty cool opportunity to, something to to dream about. Well,
2: I think that, uh, that could be, I, you know, the price would need to come down a a bit before uh, you might be able to uh, afford it. But we've certainly had a role in designing uh, commercial crew access, which is a a, a project we had that uh, designed a crew access tower out at uh, launch complex 41 that the astronauts uh, will use to get uh, from the ground up onto the the Boeing Starliner that's slated to to launch off of that facility. So um, that's a role that we've we've uh, had. And and uh, um, if if and when they start selling tickets on that, maybe maybe you can get a ride.
1: <laughs> well, that sounds good.
0: Hey, well, uh, Ed, I appreciate you uh, joining us today for this episode. It's been it's been really interesting. We've certainly covered a topic that uh, is exciting and and probably not typical for your average uh, uh, engineering firm. Uh, and so, uh, thanks again for being here. And uh, anyone who've, who's just tuned in to our podcast for the first time, uh, in case you're looking to, s- to subscribe to us, just simply go on your favorite app and search for iMegCorp.com or The Future Built Smarter. From all of us here at iMeg, thanks for listening and take care.